Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. All right, welcome back. It is hour two of In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's ITL with Chris Welsh, Scott Bogman. That is us. Hope you guys are doing good on your draft weekend. Hopefully you are consuming good food. You're drinking lots of drink. But I kind of, I got a little thing here, Bugs. I kind of hope people aren't going nuts. Am I a party pooper for every time I see someone post insane draft party stuff, I just roll my eyes and go, get it together. Like, You're a little bit of a party pooper. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Is it a little or a lot? uh, Well, it depends. Like, are you saying like, you know, the people that go out and just ruin their friendships and relationships by getting completely hammered drunk and not making any picks. Like those are the people I, I'm on board with you on there on that. But like the people having a nice big party and wanted it to be fun and I don't being care around about a party. friends and all that stuff. I don't, I don't care about being around friends in a party. That's fine. Well, you want to have bowls yeah. of chips. You want to have snacks. You want to get a draft board. You know, you have a friend that owns a business and they want to give everybody free booze like, you know, the the R bar and all that type of stuff. That's all fine. What I'm talking about. I love how all your requirements are. This stuff is free. So you got a friend that owns a restaurant, wants to bring appetizers and your buddy owns a bar and he's hosting it. And someone wants to buy a draft board that's not me. I'm all about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if someone's like, oh, yeah, we do a draft board. Uh, all right, Scott, you're going to get all the drinks. You're going to do this. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. You're going to do all the stuff because <laughs> you are really, really stretching and looking for something important in your life. I'm you not. want to do this, not me. I'm not. Right. I'm not looking for this. But no, what I'm talking about, there's a few people out there that were doing like, not just a party, but they had like podiums and like it was like a birthday party. They essentially did an, a fantasy football birthday party. There's streamers and people have like little gift baskets and it's catered. Somebody's wife went crazy doing that stuff. No, but, I mean, no, but there's people. They have the all 12 inaugural trophies and highlights from the sea. Like I'm, I'm into all that stuff. Maybe I'm just not at that point in my life where any of that's important to me whatsoever. He's an old curmudgeon. Maybe. Lord. Maybe. What's wrong with you? I, I, I felt bad. I actually felt bad because I saw somebody that you posted this video of this insane, they like rented out a room. It w- It literally looked like a four-year-old's birthday party and they could not have been happier about it. And I didn't look at that and I wasn't like, oh, that's cool, guy. It's cool, guy. That one. <laughs> I looked at that and I was just went, Ugh. <laughs> Just, ugh. What is guy. wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know. Good I don't Lord. know what's wrong with me. I mean, I yeah, don't. I have no problems with people trying to have a good time and enjoy themselves during the draft. But I didn't right? say I had a hard time. I mean, I, I guess I kind of said it. Like you kind of saying that. 
If, if you want to hang out, you hang out at your house, you get some snacks and beers, you know, you guys are going to play some, um, what's, what's the game with the little bag that you throw? In cornhole. The cornhole, all that stuff. You want to do those things, that's fine. It's just where it's like, all right, guys, we're going to have the planning meeting for the NFL draft party that we're going to do. And all right, you're going to be on catering and you're going to be on <laughs> gift baskets and you're going to be on like gift baskets. Who does gift baskets? Dude, I'm what telling you, giving away in well, that? They, they had it's crazy, crazy amount of money and time that was spent into it. I maybe it's just that I don't have something like that in my life. Well, I don't. Well, maybe anything. if the I tell you what, if the entry fee for the league is like, you know, a grand Okay, or cool. more yeah. like you got to make it a thing. Well, if, if you're, you're, if you're spending, if you're bucks. spending that much, you're that rich. You also can pay, you know, another thousand dollars into like catering and, catering. and, and yeah, have people put it together and stuff like that. Like, I mean, what was it, like the Playboy Mansion stuff? Like you can do all those type of things. But I don't know, man, like the the renting out a room and making it this year. I know somebody that. Again, I, I maybe I just I'm not close to this. It's amazing that we talk about it too. Someone I know they annually fly out to another state to do a draft and a draft party, and I heard that and I just went, "Ugh!" <laughs> like, like you fly to another state to go do an NFL draft. Like, are you planning any other events? Are you gonna do any other things? It's like, nope, just the draft. And I was like, <laughs> you know, there's the internet. Like, you could. You could play via Skype. You could draft well, you online. Know, pe- people, nope. uh, people like to go and do things and have fun. Not everybody's idea of a great time is Recording going to the Arizona podcasts. Fall League. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I, I mean, mean, I am a different breed. I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to have this stupid party with all your gifts and your flyers and your fun. I'm like, I'm going to go out in 115 degree weather and watch 18 year olds hit a baseball. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> People have other, uh, like your version of fun is taking a huge dump all over me and, and Joe and everyone else who likes Zeke right as the break goes. So I have no time to defend myself. That is that your does version like, of that fun. That is a great time. That is actually a right. really great yeah. time. I know I'm yeah, off. Yeah, because I start to talk. I start to, well, you know, let me ask you this. You're like, no, oh, we got to go to break. We got to go to break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, sorry. we had to go to break and you weren't watching yeah. the timer yeah. whatsoever and you just no I, well yeah i was and then you just started hammering me over the head <laughs> and i wanted to try to defend myself <laughs> for like two seconds you're like no no no, no. break 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 it's break time All sorry right. we gotta go to break you can defend yourself but i just want everyone to know also i'm aware that i'm more of the minority here that i'm i'm the one that has a problem when i because i roll my eyes when i see the, the like insane. party poopers needs to be your team name for maybe, all your teams. maybe it's because i've never done one i i've done one the closest was our buddy todd the rec room in san francisco which t- i did fly to but to be fair i was paid by the fantasy sports radio network to film it and he owns a bar and he hosted a party in one you of the sections, I paid yeah. for, I got paid to do it. I got free booze, I don't, free food. I don't want to like, uh, throwing a party is, is fun and nice and everything. And to be honest, I used to do that with uh, my basketball league every year. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was fun, but it was, people. it was at your but, house with, you right. know, your, your stupid couch and some chips and maybe like, you know, Chad's girlfriend would make, you know, some dip or something like that and beers right. and just a bunch of losers. Like that's. Fine. Yeah. Treat losers like losers. Don't treat us losers. So have them like over royalty. to your crappy apartment 
but don't have them over um, don't to rent don't, out a room at the the Hyatt, a conference room, like you're trying to be some something football you would summit. Do that, like if if you had if you had disposable income, that's not something you would ever consider doing something like that. I, mean, I probably would. I again, I was just about to say my problem. Is it? It's, I've, I've never really done one. The closest I was think you the, would be a millionaire, and you'd be like, I'd suggest this to you, and be like, if you pay for it, like even if oh, you were me? a millionaire, yeah, yeah, prob- I, I, feel, yeah I feel like that's kind of how you would be. I mean, at, at like, worst, it's not something you're looking to spend your money on. That's fine. At like, worst, you would rather though, take a limo to the Arizona Fall League every day <laughs> than have one night of a bunch of fun fun with all your friends. Yeah, at worst though, I would be like, you plan it. Like, I don't want to plan the things. But what I was saying was the closest I've come is going to San Francisco at the bar, which was fun. But I was also working while I was there. So, like, I had a good time. We're drinking, but I'm doing interviews in it. Um, But it's still even to that point. This was just like a a friend that gave us a setting and he happened to own a bar and he got drinks and there was food. There wasn't like party streamers and we didn't all walk up to a podium and go, go, go. With the first pick in the fat loser draft, <laughs> Team Welsh takes Saquon Barkley. And then, you know, there's two other losers that are live streaming it on, you know, YouTube for four people. I Listen, I'm using loser likely. We're all losers. We're doing the stuff. Maybe my problem is I've never done something to that capacity. So I'm judging something from the outside that I haven't experienced. What about drafting at a bar? Like we, we, did, we that did that and we fine. had our friend, we had our friend get uh, incredibly way too drunk and throw up all over the place. Yeah, and, we, and we, this was a time if where that guy wasn't there. It would have been great. But also that was also a time where you were judged way more for doing what we did. This was like, I mean, this was a long time ago. This is like yeah, 16, 17 like years, years ago. ago. Yeah. 15. Yeah. At that time, the women at the bar looked at us and they were just like, Oh, you guys, huh? Now it's fine. Like people like want that. Like Buffalo Wild Wings wants to have people go and do their drafts there. A, a bar, it's a, it's it's a step. Um, but again, it's like you can just go hang out with your buddies and you're going to do a draft and stuff. I get. I'm, I guess I'm I'm talking about over the top. Like you're catering. You're putting a podium up. You're making a spectacle of everything. Maybe it's the spectacle of a fantasy a football draft. All right, look, a podium is a bit much. It's way know? too much, right? Like, you need a draft card too, loser. I mean, give me a break, you know. Podi- podium is way too much, as, as we're talking but about. But they're enjoying life more than we are. That's the deal. They're enjoying life way more than we are. It's just the party pooperness. And now, I, now here's I think the, the other cutoff one. is the podium. You know, the podium okay. makes you a loser. Everything else is okay. <laughs> here's the like, last part Like, if you're just sitting it. there and you throw your your uh, pick out and someone writes it up on the board, that's fine. But if you have a podium and you have to walk up to the podium every time, that, that's a loser draft. And, <laughs> here's the last part of it. I think it stems from that you and I do 15 drafts a year. We don't ha- even the Bogman leagues don't hold the same weight that they did before. The least planned of the drafts that we are doing in football this year is literally the home league that we've been doing for 15 years. At this moment, I don't even know if it's happening. I don't even know if we have people don't know the draft order and the draft is in two days. Like it's yeah. the least planned thing. So you and I don't have this league where we go and tell everybody and we're like, and we've been in this long term league. It's buddies for 15 years. We're all in cool together. Like. Those people that do that usually play in maybe one league or a couple leagues, but this is the one. It's the one that has history. We don't have that. 
We don't have podiums. We don't have history. We don't even have the couches anymore. We just have fan tracks or Yahoo or whatever platform <laughs> online. And then we immediately call each other after the draft and complain about everything that went wrong. And that's our that's our procedure. So we actually might be more losers than anybody else. I, I mean, that's true. Okay. That, that that I'll absolutely admit to. All so, right. So the, you, um, hate, you can tell us all the hate you have if you guys do something cool. Again, I just think it's because I haven't done the cool things. All right. You want to defend yourself um, or you, you were kind of trying to poke at me about Melvin Gordon because I took a victory lap. You, you, you took this giant victory lap where you said, I'm just saying that everybody else, you, you and Joe and everyone else that we've talked about was talking about how Zeke is still a first round pick and now he's going to miss the first six weeks and you guys are idiots and I'm a genius. Was I wrong? We have to go to break. I'll see you later. Was I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. No. We have no idea if it's going to be six weeks. It could be one week. Well, I didn't it say six weeks. weeks. I didn't say six weeks. My victory lap is everybody, you included, sat there for weeks and weeks and said, I'm not worried about anything. I'm taking him where I'm taking him. I'm not worried about whatever anything. Whatever amount you want that Zeke plays before Melvin Gordon. That's not How my, about that? But that's not my point. That's not my point. Is It's kind of your point, though. No, it's kind of your point. All anybody wanted to tell me was, I don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. If, 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 it's going to be fine. I'm still now, not worried about it. You're all worried about it. You're not taking him in the top four. You're not taking him in the top five. Six. I wasn't that's taking worried. him in the top four a week ago. I adjusted. I made my adjustment a week ago. Okay. I got new information and I adjusted. What's the new information? I can't adjust now. What's the new information? The new information was, you know, it was two weeks away. Now it's a week away. I'm not making a big adjustment. I'm leaving him right at, at nine. Nine is where I'm leaving him. He's still a first round pick to me. Uh, hopefully he doesn't miss six weeks. If he does, I'll eat it. That, that'll just have to be but I'm not, the, okay. the way it comes down. The difference that we're talking about here, but th- this has actually been my problem, is everybody is going from a week-to-week basis. You know, ever, like when we were talking with Bob Harris, it was just like, he's like, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm like, well, you got him at eight. He's like, well, I got him at eight now, but I'm not worried. It's like, no, you're worried about him. He was one or two. Then he moved down to four, and now he's out of your top five. So what were we supposed to do? Were we supposed to have him at, at five at the beginning of the season no. when he first didn't show up to camp? You do whatever you want. But I, what I, again, what I'm, all I'm saying is everybody was poo-pooing that I was worried six weeks ago when this was building. Oh, don't worry about it. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. He's going to play. Now... No one's worried because you were worried two weeks ago. You've adjusted. It's okay to adjust. That's all that I'm saying is everyone was silly goose Welsh. What a silly goose. Sounds like you're being accountability guy right now. I mean, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe a little Sounds bit. Sounds like you're being accountability guy. I'm right trying to now. get a win. I know you hate that. Guy. I'm just trying to get a win. No. though. I'm trying. To, I'm no. I don't need anyone to be accountable. I'm not saying own up to it. I'm just saying How I was right and you were wrong. Do you have any? I was right. You were wrong. How many Zeke shares do you have? Do you have any? I don't think I have any. Maybe one. I only I have, have to go one. Look. I, if I did, I have one, but I just don't think I do. I have one, and I got him at eight. So, and that was two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I, I think that's eight. pretty solid. I think that's okay. Right. Now, at so it's this not like moment, I'm out there drafting Zeke all over the place, and I'm going to have to, you know, I was last year. I was drafting Bell uh, whenever I could get him because he was going as a top two pick. And five so, weeks ago, you were taking him two overall. Uh, who Zeke? You? Yeah, he was your second yeah. running back after Saquon. Yeah, okay. yeah, he was. Okay, that's okay. And I still think he has yeah. that potential. Yeah. That's why if he misses two or three weeks 
and he's down to eight or nine now. I, I'm all about that. But what so. we left the last hour with, it's amazing we've pulled all this into this hour because we got to get to the other stuff in the next segment. What, and this is giving you back to your, the, what you wanted to hit me over the head with, and that's okay, was why am I giving Gordon a pass? I'm not giving Gordon a pass because I have gotten Gordon, I got Gordon in the fifth round in a draft we did in 16 mans. I got him in the fourth I, round. I, I, okay, it's, it's not so much about where you have him or any of that stuff. It's that you've been saying the same crap that everyone else has been saying about Zeke, about Gordon, about how you're not worried. So well, uh, no, I'm I, worried. I'm just not, I'm not as worried. Uh, you're like, he's going to sit out for the season. I don't think he's going to sit out for the season. I actually think he could miss less games than Elliot. I don't know. I have a definitive on that. There's no definitives. My whole point is I didn't think there was much of a difference between the two and the risk associated with taking Gordon, even in the late third or fourth or fifth, where he's going is drastically different than taking Elliot at four or five overall. I just, that was it. I think. Uh, I'm I'm with you, uh, and that's fine. I think that the difference here between Zeke holding out and Melvin Gordon holding out is that the Cowboys are a way different team without Zeke, and the Chargers aren't a way di- different team. Great without point. Melvin that's a, that's a fantastic so, point that the Cowboys don't seem why, to acknowledge, though. I think that's why the Cowboys will, will blink, and I don't think the Chargers will. I think the Chargers are still a pretty decent team without Melvin Gordon, so they don't need to blink. I think... You know, the uh, Cowboys start out 0-3, even maybe 0-2, and, and they go, ah, we, we almost lost on a bucks right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to pay this guy, and we need to get him back on our team, and uh, we, we need to start winning games. Yeah, and, and I think that's the difference and, to and me. Hey, listen, in three days, Elliot's going to sign. He's going to like play week <laughs> one. I'm going to be wrong, and you guys are going to try to hold me accountable, and I will not be accountable to any of it. I'll tell you all to go <laughs> shove it and go jump on your podium and draft Ezekiel Elliott, you losers. But I'm telling you, I was right before, but it's I all think the relative. The bigger victory to me is if Melvin Gordon doesn't play this year. That would be a huge victory. Because I don't have Melvin Gordon anywhere. And well, I'm not. You, you do have him in one draft. You took him ahead of me, but I've got him in a bunch, and that would be a problem. All right, uh, break time. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the preseason week four, just a couple notes. And we have got a fun article before our buddy uh, Casey Bubba comes on. So don't go anywhere. More in this league. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Welcome back. In this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Draft Weekend. Lots of football talk. Bogman and Welsh here. Find us on Twitter at is the Welsh at Bogman Sports. You guys want more prep? You want in-season prep? Check us out over on patreon.com slash ITL army and uh, a little fun here in the next segment or next hour coming up here in my next segment, uh, Casey Bubba is going to be joining the show with Bogman, our boy. He's been uh, filling in on uh, the, some hour threes here and Casey is just like us, except with a lot more followers, does all the sports. Are you going to talk about golf this time? You can do the golf. No, no, I'm never going to talk about golf. So no. don't, 
Don't ever hold your breath for that because it won't happen. Are you talking about Debo? He's a Bay Area guy. Talk more about Debo. I see. My God, dude. What did we do? Was it? Let's, let's just do a victory lap segment again. Three Uh-oh. weeks ago. Wasn't when I dropped the Debo's the best wide receiver on the 49ers. You've been praising Debo the whole time. We've been talking about it. This last week, all I see is everybody talking about Debo. I mean, and Debo <laughs> will be a loser now, and I'll be wrong. None of it matters, and we all want our victory laps. But it is incredible the amount of Debo takes I have seen in the last five days. Everybody's yeah. Mad. It's funny to see some of some of those takes, not only about Debo, but some of the other players like, uh, you know, Preston Williams didn't play in the preseason game for the Dolphins. And I week see. Uh, uh, yeah. Week four. He didn't play the last one. And so which means he's made the team. And to me, it not only means he made the team, but he's probably going to get some playing time. Yeah. And uh, I see uh, people saying, yeah, he's probably still fifth on the depth chart. I don't know. You know, there there's uh they haven't been looking great in Miami, so they're just looking for anybody to make a play. If he's More looking bodies. better than Parker, if he's looking better than any of those dudes, yeah, then let it, let the dude play. And well, I think I was going to say there's also been the trade rumors where Kenny Stills or Albert Wilson or whatever, you know, them not putting Preston Wilson right. out there, even though everyone's like, well, he's fifth, fifth on the depth chart. Depth chart. Well, you know, post trade, if they pull something off, he actually might be the number three if something goes on. Right. Preston Williams. I think you said you got him and Albert Wilson. You said Preston. I Williams. said Preston Wilson. Did I say Preston Wilson? Wilson the former you outfielder? Did say Preston. Yeah. Didn't he play outfield for the Rockies? And Yeah, I think so. I think that's the teams, case. Marlins. Okay. So there was a couple. <laughs> so the Debo thing, like he had uh, two targets in the week four game against the Chargers. Looked good. Caught both balls, 16 yards. And that's where I saw everybody, you know, again, no one's listening to us, by the way. So I'm not trying to be like, hey, people are taking our takes. No one's listening right, right. to us at all. Yeah. People, it's just funny hearing what we've been saying for weeks is now a huge narrative. I mentioned this in hour one. The amount of Jeffrey Wilson Jr. I got hit up. Our boy Doc hit me up and he's like, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. has got to make this team. 20 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown. All I saw were Jeffrey Wilson Jr. tweets. And I was like, I think that's a good call. He's better than we're giving him credit for. He's probably barely, if even going to make the team, he'll be inactive because yeah, uh, mouse fart and um, Tevin Coleman and Brieda with uh, the fullback. They're the active guys. Jeffrey Wilson jr. Is the week four people that everyone are clamoring for because he had, you know, a catch for eight yards, a hundred yards rest, rushing on 21 and ripped off that 41 yarder. So he's one of those guys yeah. that everybody is calling all for against now. third and fourth string players. Yeah. Like the, there's nothing more worthless than week four of the, the preseason outside of the pro bowl. The pro bowl is more worthless outside of that. Nothing is more worthless as far as football goes. Maybe the combine. I hate the combine so well, much. Well, but what but. about what? Okay, take the Patriots game though. Patriots and Giants. That one was yeah, really. The Patriots interesting. are the only team that did that. Okay, but they're, okay. they're the only team. But there are nuggets to take from it. Josh Gordon was out there, targeted six times, did only catch two of them. Demarius Thomas, seven catches, eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns, targeted eight times in the game. You also had Julian Edelman, who, who uh, uh, had one target for twenty yards. All three of those guys out there, even on the Giants in though, Golden Tate was in the game. You saw some Paul Perkins in there. I mean, you saw some significant stuff. But what did you take away from the Patriots? Like, I just drafted Demarius Thomas in one of our big 16-man leagues because, my God, has well, he D- D- come D- back. Playing, yeah, DT playing is huge. And that's uh, 
Uh, that's real, real big. And it was great to see him out there and looking spry. So that that's really, really nice. I saw it someone sucks. I saw someone tweet uh, bogs that was like Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Demarius Thomas are in the starting lineup. That was my 2013 week 13, one starting I lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a, a pretty decent tweet right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks for guys like Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry. So uh, because I think those are the, your starting three wide receivers that you walk into week one with, of yeah. course. Uh, you got Philip Dorsett uh, in there too. But the reason that you don't uh, – Philip Dorsett's about to get cut. Yeah, well, I'm uh, just saying the, like they have so many wideouts and the right, Patriots right. are such they, a – They do. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but but they, they – so it was just so dumb to start those guys though. Like it was nice to see uh, DT get out there. Like if DT needed it, that's fine. Uh, but – Edelman landed on his hand weird and they expected him to be fine for week one and all that stuff. But why are you putting those guys out in week four? Like, I don't care if they, you think Julian Edelman needs reps. He doesn't, you know, maybe DT did. I don't even think Josh Gordon did. I think he's keeping himself in shape. He's, you know, working out with his uh, best friend, Tom Brady all the time and all that stuff. I don't even think he needed reps. So I think it was incredibly stupid to put Edelman out in that fourth, uh, uh, preseason game. It was really dumb. And there's no way I would have done it. And it made me nervous seeing those guys out there, to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, you know, th- there's things to be taken away, guys making teams and things like that. But as far as starting roles go, nothing really changes um, from the action that happened in uh, week four of the preseason. What about right? a guy like CJ Procise? CJ Procise was another one of those where everyone was just like, <gasps> He's alive. Five carries, 42 yards, ripped off a 30-yarder. You know, I mean, it would take a lot for him to crack the rotation, but maybe he's a guy that could solidify himself back into the conversation. I hope he gets carries early and often so he can just get hurt real quick and we don't have to worry about him the rest of the year. That's a good point. That's what C.J. Procise does. Like, I like C.J. Procise, and he's better than, um, I can't remember the name of the other third-string guy in uh Alex Collins. In Seattle right oh, now. Oh, no. Alex um, Collins, no. Uh, the guy the, with the hair. It, yeah, you know the, the, the weird name. Yep. Uh, that guy. So um, <laughs> I'm going to look at uh, right now. Yeah. It's pissing me up. off. I wish I could get it. I'm, I'm going to see it and I'm going to go. I keep wanting to call him Jarek McKinnon and that's not it, obviously. No, it is. Because McKinnon has been in the news so much. I'm at Seattle. It is J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick. Super Thank annoying. you. Damn it. Uh, see, kind of sounds like Jarek McKinnon. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so uh, I don't know. They drafted Travis Homer, too. They kind of like him, and he can return kicks, and they still have McKissick, so I'm not 100% that this saved pro size a roster spot. Maybe it put him ahead of Travis Homer, but if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. You know, I'm just not impressed by anybody. I mean, I think Haskins playing um, was – it was good to see him out there again because he needs reps. Um, maybe Chad Kelly because of the Jacoby Brissett stuff. But other than that, I don't know, man. We, there's, week there's, four of the preseason little. is so worthless. I mean, the, the thing that happened to me that may that, – or not happened to me, that happened to one of my guys, Rodney Anderson, he probably tore up his knee again. They haven't come out and said oh, I saw that. They, exactly they, they, they believe it's tore his ACL. Right. So, yeah. uh, I mean, to, to me, that might just ruin his career because he had – <laughs> he played one year, uh, one full year at Oklahoma where he looked like Marshall Falk. He looked amazing. And then uh, the year before that, he had broken his uh, he had broken his femur. Uh, 
year uh, the year before that he had had some shoulder thing and the last season he tore his knee week one and then he tore his knee playing i don't know 17 snaps in the preseason so the dude is just mr glass so you know there were some other ones we're still kind of waiting on like here's a story that you always see from week uh four take a guy like elijah mcguire who led the team in carries even though it was a garbage game eagles and jets 14 carries 29 yards cut on Friday. Uh, the presumption is a guy like Carlos Hyde, who was leading the way, has been a top backup, is a guy that the Chiefs are going to cut. We're going to be watching that. So, I mean, if anything, there's probably more players that the story is on the, you know, the writing's on the wall about them losing their job where you see massive carries from veterans like Elijah Holyfield and as well as, um, as well as Carlos Hyde that lose their jobs than it is players that have done it you know did, did jeffrey wilson jr really give himself a job most most likely not um some other notes jerick mckinnon likely headed to the ir i mean what's new uh nothing <laughs> new there maybe it actually actually might allow jeffrey wilson jr to keep a job though he won't be active because mckinnon is pr- i would imagine done for the year and a massive mistake for them not cutting him it's just a waste yeah i i mean it doesn't make much sense to me. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't they just cut him and save the money? Yeah. So uh, Fitzpatrick was named the starter for the Dolphins. How long do you think Fitzpatrick keeps the gig? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. set the over under at week five. Is he still I would the say starter? under. No, I would say under. Okay, I look. I, I I get it. You don't want to start Rosen and kill his confidence early or whatever the reasoning is here. Uh, I get maybe I don't get the the reasoning, but um, the Dolphins aren't good and they're not going to win games. You know, they open up with the Ravens. That's probably a loss. Then they play the the Pats. Pats have a hard time playing in Miami for whatever reason. But l- let's say let's go out on a limb, the Welsh and say that they're going to lose that game. Um, <laughs> and then they play the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, I, I think um, the Cowboys have that. And then they host the Chargers. So, I mean, one in three, maybe they beat the Ravens. Maybe. 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 You know, probably over four. Josh Rosen by week five. Right. By the way, them beating Baltimore, I think would be hilarious, not only because to me that'd be hilarious because I'm a Steelers fan, but also because I think every single person and their mother is going to pick the Ravens for their week one survivor. Oh, so. you think so? A hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, we got to look Dolphins. at we got to look at that next week. Let's do that. Let's look at uh, week one. So who was it last year? Wasn't it like New Orleans that just I, I, murdered everybody's? Uh, no, it was Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, they lost to New Orleans from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick no, they beat did it New last Orleans. year. Yeah, Tampa yeah, Bay beat yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, I was out week one. Yeah, so that's so was I. <laughs> we had this big old ITL one. We're like, oh, it's gonna be fun. Week one, I never cared. After I never even cared about <laughs> no, anybody else in ITL. So it was funny because I was looking, I, I was looking at like my old teams or whatever on Yahoo the other day, and I saw uh, eliminated week one survivor. I'm like, <laughs> of course I was. We should do a little uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Maybe a little, uh, little paid survivor pool this year, with huh? of course not real money, monopoly money yeah, for anybody well. listening. But you know what I mean. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge yourself. I'm running enough leagues. No, but I'm so. saying we should do. It. I'm not saying you have to run the money. I'm just saying maybe okay. we should do one. I'm 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 in. Right, so well, hit us up. Maybe Someone we'll... else run it. Yeah. 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 We'll figure out the money. So I'll hold them. I'll hold that money. That'll be good. It'll be the uh, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott fund. 
to uh, make sure that <laughs> you all my... You send it to Zeke? Yeah, exactly. I'll make sure he's good. <laughs> the other one that I think, this is classic um, milk in the system in the best way, uh, Kareem Hunt is going to, had surgery, uh, sports hernia, by the way, and he'll be out, oh, I don't know, four to six weeks, and he just so happens to not be able to return till week 10. So what a coincidence. He's taking care of some injuries while he's suspended uh, from the NFL. But, you know, you see that type of surgery stuff. Has there been a player... I mean, maybe there is, but has there been a player that people, A, were hyping up that was affecting the guy in front of them, or B, that just had so much, I got to own this guy early on, that's had a more massive drop than Kareem Hunt? Because people were not drafting Nick Chubb high because of Hunt, literally saying, oh, Chubb's going to take away from him. And second off, everybody and their mother wanted Kareem Hunt, and me included, very early on in drafts, now... I mean, I don't. I don't even think twice when I see his name. I look at his name like I look at Doug Baldwin still in a player pool. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think part of that is um, preseason stuff where it doesn't really matter. You know, it's not really real until the games start being played. So people, they don't take into account. Yes, I'm going to miss. You know, it's not just he suspended eight games, but they also have a bye week in there, so he's going to miss week nine as well. So he's not back on your team until week ten. So um, I think people started to kind of, you know, think about that. Well, it's definitely not going to be back until week 10. That's the earliest you get him back. Am I really going to stash a guy for 10 weeks? You have to have a really big bench. 10 uh, that's what it weeks. is. 10 weeks. 10 weeks you're going to be uh, rostering that guy without being able to play him at all. A lot of leagues have short benches. There's just no way I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. I have zero shares of Kareem Hunt. Maybe Nick Chubb gets hurt, and he's the number one guy picked up off the waiver wire. Because, look, I don't own any shares of Kareem Hunt now, but I know there's going to be some dummies that are releasing him uh, around week five, week six, when someone else gets gets a job and they have to cut someone to pick up that guy. And then I can come in and swoop up Kareem Hunt for nothing. Uh, later in the year, so that's, that's absolutely a, what I would do. I, I don't, I, I don't think I drafted him anywhere in redraft. I did take him in one of our keepers, though, our big sixteen-man keepers. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I took him like still a good running back. Yeah, I took him super late too, like into the round where like everyone was already keeping like ten guys, sixteen teams, and I got him in like the with my fifth or sixth or something pick like that. I think that's about the only share that I have on him ultimately. But yeah, I, I agree. People are gonna. I'm not sure people are actually gonna be cutting bait week six or seven because it's close. But I think like. Week two or three, he's going to be the guy that people drafted. And then they're going to go out and cut for like Gio Bernard or something like that. Where Gio should have probably just gone ahead of him. All right. We're going to go to break here in a second. But I want to set the stage for this is a cool article um, over on Fantasy Pros. I think this is a good conversation piece, at least, for us to have. And uh, the Fantasy Pros teams put together 12 Bold predictions by the most accurate experts. Did you see? This is a perfect example of why bold predictions are fun to talk about and laugh and point about. Yahoo sent <laughs> a push notification on my phone that said, and by the way, totally my favorite thing when they push notifications that I don't care about. Like they didn't put a notification about a player being sat on my team or breaking news. I thought it was breaking news, and it goes, bold prediction. Lamar Jackson is the number one fantasy quarterback over Patrick Mahomes in 2020. And wow. I looked at my phone. Getting push notifications for that, huh? And then I uninstalled the app. Immediately uninstalled <laughs> the app when you push that absolute nonsense on me. This is why bold predictions are, well, I almost lost 100 bucks. 
Oh. Bold predictions are hilarious to look at because people will say them. They say ridiculous things, and then they they're, they're I don't I don't want to be accountable, but uh, they but uh. all they do is they sit there and they say the most ridiculous things, and they go, "Ah, it's just a bold prediction. It doesn't mean it's going to come true." Well, what's the at point? Least it, at least it didn't say uh, incoming missile. This is not a drill. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, thank you're you, lucky Yahoo. There. Okay. Okay. You know what? I should be looking at more positive things in my life. Good point. But um, we're not going to do well, that. You remember that was the push notification of people on Hawaii, right? Yes. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're okay. talking about. And it's almost as bad though, getting the Lamar Jackson one, I would argue almost as bad. <laughs> um, but we'll come back and we'll see if any are going to be along those lines, because these are always hilarious to me where they're not so much rooted in any type of uh, science where it's just rooted in like, let's just see what headlines like. It's a grab. bold prediction. Yeah. yeah. Quite bold. That's really no prediction. It's just a bold statement. Bold statements and bold predictions are two different bold things. Bold statements. So we'll see if these are statements or they are predictions when we come back right here on this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? You lift my in this league. All right, we're back. It's in this league. Scott Bogdan, Chris Welsh, the in this league crew over at patreon.com slash ITLM. Hopefully you can find this. 12 bold predictions or statements. We'll find out exactly what those are. I think they're different. The Yahoo ridiculous push notification of Lamar Jackson as the number one quarterback. I say ridiculous. Maybe it could happen. Seems much more rooted in a bold statement than prediction. May, you know, maybe, well, if they if they come true, uh, if they come true, then they're uh, bold uh, predictions. If they don't, they're bold statements. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. It's just, I mean, I guess the the prediction standpoint could be what you've said in the past of. Lamar Jackson was the number one, you know, college fantasy scorer. He runs for over a thousand yards. If he were to throw more, I think they were talking thirty times a game. He would have hit thirty, you know, I don't know, three thousand, you know, thirty five hundred yards. He'd still have to like throw a lot of touchdowns in that offense, which doesn't seem likely. So using Patrick Mahomes and comparing this guy who just threw fifty touchdowns and be like, yeah, this guy Lamar Jackson who runs a lot and hasn't really shown an elite propensity of passing in the NFL, he'll, he'll be the number one guy. We're doing this because Patrick Mahomes came out of nowhere last year for people. So this is the, that's why it feels statement-y-ish to me. But, you know, that's just me being cynical and judging people who have podiums at their draft party and stuff. All right? Yes, 100%. All right. Here are 12 bolt predictions from the most accurate experts. This is over at Fantasy Pros. And I would, as, as we are curating or at least talking about the content, I just make sure to tell you, go read and you can get all the analysis from the people because we're not going to go through the analysis. We're going to give you the statement and who said it and we will talk about it, but read their takes on it. Number one, Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers. Sony Michelle will lead the AFC in rushing. Bogman. 
Um, uh, I think my bold prediction is Sony Michelle plays 16 games. Okay. I think that's more of a bold prediction. I think this is just not – look, I, we, we've heard that the, the, the Pats want to run the ball more. And that makes sense. But they also brought in Damian Harris. James White's still there. Rex Burkhead's still mm-hmm. there. Here's uh, who we'd have to uh, have over, a ton of guys. Here's who we'd have to uh, surpass in the AFC. James Conner, Lev Bell, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette. Those are the and reasons Marlon I'm Mack. Throw, at you. Throw, throw Marlon Mack out there, too. Yeah. So uh, because Marlon Mack doesn't have nearly the the – upscale backups that he that Michelle has so Michelle has a you know he has a knee thing that that's going to plague him his entire career which probably going to shorten his career overall but um he's uh it's almost like the girly stuff right like no one talks about Sony Michelle because he's Sony Michelle and he's not Todd Gurley and he hasn't put up an insane year but he has the same type of a knee ailment that uh, it's arthritic. It's kind of going to be the same thing. But anyone who's had surgery on on anything has arthritis. In it, it, it's interesting uh, for that the most part. It's interesting the amount of takes that are rooted in like the final weeks of the season. Like Todd Gurley is garbage because he didn't, you know, whatever. This one, and if you want to read the take on it, is rooted essentially in what he did in the playoffs. That he had three good playoff games, and like th- that's going to carry over. Because I mean, he was around. 100, I mean, he had two of the three at rush over 100 yards. He had 94 in one of them, and he had a bunch of touchdowns. So that is important, but it's also there could be a philosophical difference at the end of that year. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that— Do you have any Sony shares? Do you have any? Zero. Zero shares. I don't want any part of Sony Michelle this year. Yeah, I think so I have one. This isn't a bold so. prediction I'm with. Um, I'm not really sure I see where it's rooted in anything more than bold statement either, uh, especially— I mean, I guess you want to look at things on on its own merits, but like comparatively against the rest of these guys, I mean, that, that is quite a that's to say the Patriots make a full commitment to a running back that oversees Lev Bell, who's the guy in New York, James Conner, who we have seen what Pittsburgh has done with the lead back before guys like Joe Mixon, Kansas City's. I mean, it, that's a lot of players for them to for him to overpass and become you know, the leading rusher of the AFC. So it doesn't mean it's a re- the well, highest it's fantasy score for no reason like that. You, you sure. like, look, I, I understand the, I understand the logic behind this. I just don't see it coming to fruition. So yeah, I'm, I lose the logic a little bit in this one, but we'll see where we go with all of these. Here's the next Got one. Vampire leagues. Let's go. Jared Smollett says Mitchell Trubisky finishes. As a, no, Jared Smollett. Oh. Not that one. <laughs> I can't do the Dave Chappelle bits. <laughs> no, no one can. Mitch Trubisky. No, no one can. Mitch Trubisky finishes as a top five quarterback. Um, man, is this Look, more bold than the Lamar Jackson being the number one? No, no. I think uh, this Lamar is less Jackson bold than the last him. one. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that too. I would say that because look, this is what we've been talking about with quarterbacks is, uh, you know, we had luck up there. He's gone now. So Mahomes is by far the number one. Watson looks like he has offensive line problems. Aaron Rodgers has been banged up the last couple of years and look at all the awesome weapons that, that Trubisky has. So uh, I I'm, this one is is fine. I like I see I truly see the path I do to too. this possibly becoming true. I wouldn't bet on it in a million years. Like like 
Would you, if I said Carson Wentz is a top five, would you believe Wentz over Trubisky? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is Wentz uh, not not even bold? Is that just kind of a, yeah, that could happen. Well, yeah, I don't think it is because there was a time where Carson Wentz was like the number one scoring okay. quarterback. So I, yeah. But I, again, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I see the path, the offensive weapons that team has, if they're clicking between Cohen and Ad Montgomery, they've got Trey Burton, they've got good wideouts. I see the path. I'm not with it, but I think I see the storyline. This one makes more sense than Sony Michelle, where there's a million running backs, there's injury stuff. And then also, you know, you're pitting him up against the rest of the guys in the AFC, which I just, I I have a hard time buying that one where Trubisky, I see the path, but maybe it's a quarterback thing. Here's an interesting one. Sean Corner says Chris Carson will be a top five running back this year. And this, this is easy to see the path. It's the number one rushing team making a full commitment to Chris Carson. That's how you, that's how this works out. So I could see it. I'm not sure I buy it, but I see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that one. I, I see, like you said, I see the path to it. And it's not uh, the the biggest of stretches. I think some guys that have to get hurt. I think that's, you know, Zeke and Gordon both not showing up, right? They're just sitting out the season. Gurley gets hurt and someone else is going to have to get banged up in there as well. Because still, after all those guys, CMC, Kamara, Connor, Mixon, Cook, I think I'm putting all ahead of uh, Carson. This is a this is one I dig. And this is from one of the other footballers. Our... Ooh, our um was it Royal Rumble friend, Mike Wright? Yeah. You, me, Mike, and Jake over at the Royal Rumble together? That's not, right. Not buying each other drinks. Um, I like I like this one, though. Austin Eckler will be a top 12 running back this year. I absolutely see where he's going with it in the path. The, the path is Gordon misses the season, and Eckler gets pushed in, and he essentially takes over I think he's talented enough to take over statistically what Melvin Gordon did or does. So I actually I actually think this is my favorite one so far because I think a lot of it can make sense. And you could get there if we are given the full season of Eckler. Um, man. Eckler at 12. That that one's tough. I think this one's really bold. Uh, I see what you're saying. You know, Melvin Gordon sits the year. Maybe Josh Jack. Uh, Josh Jackson, Justin Jackson. I called him Josh Jackson like three times in the black book yesterday too. Um, I think that like I I get, I I see this, but I have to squint pretty hard. I, I, I really do in a PPR league. Okay. You know that it's like James white, but I think James white is the more experienced, better version of what Eckler is. And he finished in the top 12 last year. So, I, I get it. I'm I'm with the logic behind it, but I just like I think I'd put Duke Johnson up there right now ahead of Eckler, right? I think that's now an that interesting. They have one. nobody else. Yeah, well, again, so, but I, I don't think it's necessarily about rank. I, I, I'm just saying I see the path maybe more clearly than anybody else. It's Austin it's not Eck- about rank for me. It's not about rank. It, what I'm saying is I put Duke there because Duke doesn't have a Justin Jackson next to him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if the things break out in Houston, I think, and maybe that's just a less bold prediction, but I, I just... Uh, okay, I guess my only difference is Duke, if you also t- want to take a one-for-one one here for a second, Lamar Miller was not good in Houston. So is Duke Johnson that much better to push him up to be a top 12? Or Melvin Gordon is a top six running back in in uh, the Chargers offense. Austin Eckler isn't 
strides and strides worse than him. So you take an offense that has created a top six running back, you put Austin Eckler in there for the full run. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that he's an RB1 if given the full opportunity. That's why I say it's different than Duke Johnson going into Houston because when's the last time you know, Arian Foster and that's it essentially in Houston where they've produced top running backs. Right, but I what I'm saying is because Eckler, no matter what happens, has someone next to him, it seems, Justin Jackson, Melvin Gordon can come back, you know, uh, and Duke has Demaria Crockett. So I just yeah, think I, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I gotcha. just think that there there's more chances for touches for Duke Johnson than there is for Eckler walking into the season. You know, Justin Jackson gets hurt. Now, all of a sudden, Eckler's getting all the work he can possibly handle, you know, stuff like that. It's not it's not the worst bold take. And then these are bold. You know, some of these are really bold. Sonny Michelle leading in, in rushing is, I think, a bit too bold for my taste. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I guess for so. me, again, it's, it's finding the ones that are in the prediction or statement stage. This next one, I don't even buy talking about James White will perform as a fantasy <laughs> RB1 top 12. Yeah. He did last year. Yeah, I, That's not I'm, bold. I'm 100% with that. Uh, this one, Diddy Westbrook will finish 2019. Wow. I didn't even read the whole thing. As the number two as fantasy. As a number two. Oh, as a, I thought it was, uh, yeah, you're right, a number yeah, two. Yeah. Um, who was this? This was, I don't even know how to spell it, Alicia Tversky? Uh, Eliza Tversky? Alicia, uh, Alicia Tversky. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, 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 that was, I'm sorry, that, that's Zach Grubel. Uh, Alisa uh, uh, Elijah has the next one, which is incredibly bold. So, sorry, I jumped there. D. Westbrook, wide receiver two. We're hearing this a lot now, so... You know, I, mean, I don't feel like yeah, we need to talk I don't about know. It why is he getting so much helium right Nick now? Nick Foles. Everyone's just, he's the new Alshon Jeffrey to Nick Foles, you know, uh, Allen Robinson in Jacksonville, those type of things. You want Didi or you want Christian Kirk, Welsh? Um, I want Christian Kirk. Me too. Uh, how uh, about Pettis? Um, I think it's closer, but I, I'm probably, well, I'm probably still going Pettis. Me too. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry. Yep. Marvin Jones. I think we're getting closer. Um, I'm, I might, I'm probably still Marvin, but I might. This is where DD starts coming into play. Curtis Samuel. No, I'm not Curtis. <laughs> um, let's see. You're more Geronimo Allison. How about Geronimo Allison? Geronimo. I'm not a DD guy. I'm not a big DD yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not with really. this. So, it's yeah, not yeah. Much. I'm, I'm not with this either. I, I'm, I'm still taking him way ahead of um, – I'm still taking him or these guys all ahead of him outside of maybe Curtis Samuel. I think I'd rather have Didi, but uh, I don't know. He's he's barely a wide receiver three to me. He's not in my rankings, yeah. so uh, I, I that's see, a bold statement. It is. It's definitely bold. How about this one, though? This is what uh, Tversky had. Juju finishes as the number one wide receiver in 2019. The path is Antonio Brown. They've essentially taken right. Antonio Brown out, put Juju in because Juju's a good receiver. So I see the path. I don't really th- actually, I got to be honest with you, I don't think this is much of a bold statement. I mean, you, would you pick the sixth wide receiver to be number one? Didi right. as a wide receiver, too, is a bigger, bolder statement than Juju as a number one. So I, don't I mean, know. Juju's a couple pulled hamstrings from other wide receivers of getting this. So I'm I'm with you. I don't know how bold that is. Yeah, here's two running back ones uh, from Jake and from Matthew Hill. Darius Geis is in RB2 this year, and Damian Williams will finish the season as a top eight running back. 
Are any on, really Jake. bold? Come on, Jake. They can make you can be more bold than that. Yeah. Are what was the second one? Damian, Damian Williams, Williams is a top eight running back. I just don't think that's bold. No, neither one of those are bold. So right, I'm, uh, I'm going to skip those. Those are, I don't like those. Uh, here we go. Uh, Pat Fitzmaurice from the football girl. Okay. Lamar Jackson will run for over 1,100 yards and finish as a top five quarterback. Okay. So this is not Yahoo. This is just. Lamar Jackson is incredible. Draft him over Aaron Rodgers, like we see with Kyler Murray type of stuff. I'm, this is bold, and I see the path. I just I'm not with it. But um, that, that's a lot of yards for a quarterback, man. I mean, maybe you know. Look, uh, once again, the, I'm surprised we didn't have more of these people with him coming out of college that were all in on him. Because no one thought he could his, throw. Ball. You were literally one of like three people that believed in him as a quarterback. <laughs> and then he finally got so out there when the Ravens took him to. Yeah. And then so when he finally got out there, then Bogman, you got to be like, eh, eh, <laughs> eh? like uh, you were it. 1600 rushing yards, his uh, junior year, 1571. His what do you have last year, year? Uh, in the NFL uh, in Baltimore? Yeah. Uh, I think 600. Let me see. Because uh, I'm I'm on college Wasn't like six hundred over like ten games or nine games or something. Yeah, some something along those lines. I'm pulling it up here. Twelve hundred passing yards, only six passing touchdowns to three picks. He ran six hundred ninety five on one hundred and forty seven attempts for five touchdowns. He played in sixteen games though, but I don't I don't have how many he started when I'm looking at seven. this. Okay, started seven games and he only threw six for twelve hundred yards. So, yeah, so the uh, projections people would have is he throws for 2,500, he rushes for 14. Yeah, which would make him the number one quarterback. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, it doesn't actually make him the number one. He rushes for 1,400 yards? Yeah. Yeah, that makes him the number one What if he has three touchdowns? And what if he throws for 14 rushes touchdowns for 1400 and has 11 yards. interceptions? Look. If you rush for 1,400 yards, he doesn't come in under 10 touchdowns. That's okay. just the, – some of those are breakaways. You know what, you know what I'd mean? like to do? I'd love to see what is his points per games and the games he started because it's skewed here because he has 16 games. He ran for almost 700 yards, but he only averaged 11 points per game last year, which is like lower than Josh Ro- – or just over Josh Rosen numbers. But I think skewed. someone – I think it was like QB8 last year okay. as a starter. So uh, we've only got we I, we've only got a second here. The last ones, and these are two very popular ones. Matt Brieta outscores Tevin Coleman and is at RB two this season, and then Curtis Samuel outscores DJ Moore in all formats. Those are two. I'm calling both ones. bold, both bold, and I'm not uh, taking either one of them. So yeah, I, I think um, they're they're not unreasonable. I think Brieta. Has the possible? I I'm not against these. I'm with them. I'm not sure I would make those claims. I'm still drafting DJ Moore. I'm very much in on Tevin Coleman. So I see where you're going with it. But those are interesting. I mean, a couple that are outlandish, a couple that weren't bold enough, and some that were just just right. It was like the porridge. That's essentially what those were. But <laughs> friendos, that is the hour. I am getting out of here. Casey Bubba is about to join Bogman here for the final third hour. Thank you, guys. If you missed any, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Go check out all the other In This League stuff. Make sure you're subscribed there. Interact with us. Otherwise, we will be back with you next week to preview week one. We're doing DFS lineups, full preview of games, and tons more. For Bogman, I am Welsh. He'll see you in the third hour. Peace.